0: Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian
1: Tripp. And we welcome everyone into another episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Thanks for joining us today. Wherever you may be listening, however you may be listening, if you like what you hear here on the podcast, make sure that you like, review, subscribe, whatever it may be. We appreciate you tuning in. I'm Brian Tripp, your host once again, and today I'm joined by the head coach of the Penn State men's hockey team, Guy Godowski. Coach, it's great to see you. Hey, nice to see you. It's been a while. It's great to do this in-person thing again uh, after last it's season. It's weird, isn't it? It feels good, though. I like it. Now the Stanley
0: Cup just wrapped up. Yeah. Do you watch a lot? I, I did on the finals for sure. Not all,
1: not all the way through, but the finals absolutely. How does a coach watch professional sports? So do you sit there with some popcorn? You're leaning back and watching? Or do you have your phone out? Are you texting? What's Ooh, it like? We all enjoy it. I mean, it's fun, number one. It's great to watch.
0: And I think you watch it in a very impressive mood. Like the, how hard they go and. And they execute at such high intensity and high speed is amazing. So, first of all, you just enjoy it. But there certainly are things that you see that, you know. Coach Fisher and I will be texting back, and Dazzy. hey, did you see that? So, uh, yeah, there's a little bit about
1: that. Do you miss being able to just watch it as a fan? When's the last time you watched a game just as a fan?
0: I mean, the the, the final game, for sure. Okay. I mean, again, you pick up a little things that you say, oh, i got to get that. But it, it just the, the, the speed and excitement of the NHL
1: Finals, I don't think there's anything like it. So that's just a lot of fun for me. How much do you take out of watching Stanley Cup playoffs? And share that with your team, yeah, the we, plays, what do you do? Yeah, sure we do.
0: As I said, the whole coaching staff, along with Dazzy. Our video coach will will be checking things out that apply to us not everything does but there's certain things that are really applicable to what we do and what we want to emphasize and when you see that to have the players uh... look at it and view it in in the best hockey in the world is certainly beneficial so what made tampa bay
1: so good back-to-back years
0: well talent helps that's (laughs) that's for sure i mean they've got a ton of it they actually i don't think they get enough credit for really their their identity concept i think they really are all on the same page they've got a good mix of guys that that get it done in the little ways but they also have the high-end skill i mean you know you have guys like kucherov and Hedman and on both the back and the front that when you have you know arguably the best talent in the world uh at certain positions
1: it certainly doesn't hurt. I know it's not the Canadian team that maybe you were hoping to see there. You're hoping the Oilers may have gotten into the Stanley Cup final, but the Montreal Canadiens, it shows that no matter what the expectations are going into a year, if you do things the right way, you have the right culture and you play a good brand of hockey, you can have success. Yeah, I think at every level and it's nice to see some of the Big Ten members
0: uh, Mm -hmm. contribute to that as, as well, but it was nice that Canada got behind one of their own and it was nice to see them go deep, and I think they deserved it. I think they played with a lot of intensity and passion, and certainly the fans in Canada enjoyed it and uh, like to see a lot more of it. You alluded to
1: him, Cole Caulfield, 12 points in the playoffs, I believe. Mm-hmm. Pretty outstanding for a guy who didn't play a regular season game to yeah. get immersed into the playoffs like that. What were your impressions of him at the college level, and what do you expect of him in the pros? Well, obviously, he was extremely successful at the college level, and what
0: we saw in the second year was he became, in my mind, uh, I know he improved his all-around game, but he sure showed that he was a real clutch player. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he scored to put us in, the, in overtime to put us out. Um, but to see him continue that and his su- success not only during the, the regular games, but in overtime, he had a ton of success. And to see him uh, do what he did in the Big 10, in clutch situations, be able to do that at the NHL level is, is
1: extremely impressive. And I think it says a lot about our league as well. Obviously, we can look at the NHL level, but you had a close eye on the AHL success Mm -hmm. of Alex Limoge after last season as well. He had a great finish to his Penn State career and an outstanding season with San Diego for the brief time that he was there. No surprise, though, right? No, it really isn't. Not to people that
0: have been coming here and watching him play. I don't think it really surprised anybody, but still impressive nonetheless. I mean, he really didn't get to be thrown in at the end without much... Uh, transition time, boy, yeah, I think he did just a great job and he did it in similar ways that he did here. He scored points. He he, he played tough. He, he's a team player. He did it at both ends of the ice. I mean, he's just a great player and a great, a great person, number one, a great player and a great leader. And to see him do that at the professional level was great.
1: What is it about those intangibles that he has that allows that to help him make maybe He's under yeah. the radar, I guess, would be the best way to describe him in some ways. But to those of us that see him all the time, like it's no surprise at all. No, it isn't. And I think you're getting more and more
0: people at the NHL level that that think like you do. Um, and what is it about the intangibles? It, it can be a lot of different things. For him, um, it's, it's number one, just what he's like as a person. He's just a, a top-quality, first-class guy, first-class student. Um, just a guy that you want in your organization or team or company no matter in what level and what role. He's just a great person that's going to help you out. I think that's number one but you get guys that are that are skilled that have that attitude boy, they're valuable
1: to have, and I think uh, Anaheim is finding that out right now. Uh, Did you see that with Alex when you were recruiting him? Is it something he developed as a collegiate player? When do you see that, not only with Alex, but other guys that have those same uh, intangibles as well? Honestly, we heard about that. Mm -hmm. We heard of him. His reputation was very strong
0: that way, but you saw it very quickly. I remember here, in this level, when uh, we had a a camp meeting. Um, He's able to, to, to work camps when he came in, and And the responses that we got about him from from campers to parents about who this guy is, what a great guy. I mean, it was very evident and right away, he's a special person.
1: He's a culture driver. Yes, absolutely. How do you find those guys? Because I know this offseason, one of the things you wanted to reemphasize was the culture within your program. Yeah, correct. I think that really you have to
0: give, in Limo's case, uh, his parents a ton of credit. I don't think there's much. I mean, we really try to prepare our students for a lifetime of impact. And, mm-hmm. and, and becoming a high-quality person is one of those things. But when you get uh, individuals that have been brought up the right way that value integrity, that value character, that understand that, um, boy it makes things a lot easier. And I think in Limo's case I mean he was
1: just he was a really high quality guy from the the moment he stepped on campus. Do you think the way last season transpired, because you weren't in person as much, especially in the offseason with new guys coming in, did that impact the formation of that culture that now maybe that you're back in person, that will change a little bit again? Yeah, for us, it, it really did. And uh, and there's there's we
0: have other players, other student-athletes like Limo and mm-hmm. before him that really deserve so much credit for shaping the program. And I could name a, a number of yeah. them. Um, but what happened was when, when Limo came in, he, he, he was at a high level. But for him getting to um, interact with, and I could say a million names, mm-hmm. and you, you, you know all of them. Uh, those guys to learn from the Brandon Byros and, and Patrick Cowdice's and Jimmy Parks yep. and DeRosa's, we can go on and on and on. Um, that That's really valuable. And last year we didn't have that. And I think that that's been a big tool for us Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that our our freshman class last year didn't get the the privilege and the the opportunity to really interact with the limos of of our program as much as as we had before and I
1: think it really hurt. How did it hurt them that freshman class on the ice last year to not have that integration period as an entire team, the captain's practices, sure. where they couldn't all be together at the beginning of the year because we saw the progress that a lot of guys made as the year went well, on. I, you're right. I mean, a, a team bonding doesn't occur just on the ice. It
0: occurs off the ice, but you often see it on the ice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly right. I think that uh, our development or our progress was um, was delayed in, in terms of team building off the ice and, and in terms of team building on the ice. And I think that this class, last year's freshman class, this year's sophomore class, is really going to benefit and and, and and move up in terms of how their understanding of what we do here as well this year. And, and certainly we came a long mm-hmm. way as the season started, but being able to do it in a more relaxed atmosphere in the summer together is a, is a lot of fun and it's very beneficial.
1: I think you could just look at last year's, and now we're going back two years, but Kevin Wall, Connor mm-hmm. McMenamin, yeah. Connor McEachran, strides they made between their first year and second year and they didn't have that obstacle when they stepped on campus so there's a lot to be optimistic about right I think you're right I think you're
0: absolutely right and like I said I think the way we have done things and how much we've relied on our leadership and there was right from day one you talked about we we mentioned a lot of players but Tommy Olchek's another one that Mm -hmm. when he was when he came in he he had a very clear understanding of building a foundation for success and that's building the culture and uh, and it's really carried on so for our program that's been a really big factor and uh, for us not to be able to take advantage of last year is really exciting for us this year to, to
1: see it, it affect everybody, not just the, new, the freshmen, but everybody. Now, I know things are different for each player, but what are some of the hallmarks in the off-season you want to see players achieve? What is it in the weight room? What does their off-season look like for folks who aren't around it all the time? Yeah, sure. So it can be different for everybody.
0: So everybody has little different things that they can improve on during the summer. For many, it's going to be just get as 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 conditioned, as strong and as explosive and in great shape as possible. And, and that, that can happen. But there's other things. Some have to get caught up in academics, mm-hmm. some want to uh, improve their team play, their understanding. Of systems it's different for everybody but one of the things that's great is obviously being in top physical condition is 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 a is going to be a priority for most guys. we're very fortunate here at Pagul Ice Arena we have great people and unbelievable facilities for that so um, the guys that are able to come back and spend
1: summers here usually develop a lot in that area A lot has changed since the last time we spoke, and that includes on staff. Giuliano Pagliaro is the new assistant coach here. And we've talked so many times about the chemistry and the cohesion of the staff, but sometimes change can be a really good thing too and get some new ideas in. What do you like about Pags and what's he bring to the program?
0: Yeah, you're right about change, but in this case, this is a matter of just doing what we do. He he automatically is a guy that really fits our culture. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The entire staff is very familiar with him. Uh, he's just a very positive guy who, who is going to fit with our culture and, and do things in a professional but positive, enjoy what you do way. That's number one. Uh, he is a goaltender. We haven't had a goaltending coach in the past, and that's something that I think can add to what we do on the ice. But really for, for Coach Pags, he's a very committed, hardworking guy, but does it in a, in a very
1: positive enjoy what you do way and that's what our culture is all about. He was a goaltender at Niagara, had previous stops throughout college hockey, came from UMass Lowell where he had an outstanding reputation there working with goaltenders was that something you sought it out or did that just happen? Yeah, no by that was
0: definitely something that was going to be part of the criteria not mm-hmm. everything and and he's done a great job with goalies and I'm glad you mentioned it I mean he's he's also been in some really great programs yeah. and I've I've got so much respect for Don Vaughn at, at Colgate and and Norm Bazan at, at, at UMass Lowell they they do a great job with their programs and uh, the fact that we get someone
1: that is that is learned in those in those situations is a real benefit as well You're going to announce a new volunteer assistant later this summer. Had the great luxury of having Andrew McGarrett here for three years, and what an opportunity for him to land with Fargo in the USHL as an assistant coach. Yeah, Yeah, and that was a real win-win, and you're right. It was a real luxury to have someone of that quality to be here for
0: three years was... Uh, really unique and and very beneficial to our program and and just like we talked about Limo's success at the American Hockey League level well, no one around here is, is is surprised at all that he's made the jump to such a great position in the USHL. He's a a great hockey guy, extremely intelligent, very professional and he's going to do extremely well um, in the USHL and beyond. So we're very happy for him, we'll watch his progress and his successes with uh,
1: with a lot of pride. It's bittersweet to see guys you've had success with and build great relationships To see them move on but you know they're moving on to great opportunities and the last is justin rogers the athletic trainer for the program his value every year is important but man this last year even more so with the pandemic true but every year he's Mm -hmm. one of the mvps
0: of our program every year and uh he's does so many things at such a high level but one of the things that's so unique about him is that that he's just so loved and respected by number one the student athletes but also the staff and the parents alike and and often it's very difficult to to appease all three of those categories (laughs) all at once and he does it he does it year after year um it's funny when we talked about the how why pags is such a great fit Mm -hmm. you know it's why it's why jr was too Uh, he does a great job at his job but he does it in a in a very professional positive enjoy what you do way that you you want to be around him he's also a culture driver Mm -hmm. like limo and we are going to miss him so much but it was really nice to see that when he announced to the team what he was doing how how happy the team was for him and Mm -hmm. proud of him and and uh, really excited he's one of the very best and uh we're we're really going to miss him but again we look we we
1: looked upon his future successes with great pride no matter what profession it is and talking about hockey, whether it's a strength coach, a athletic trainer, a coach himself, an administrator, really to have success and, and a formation and a foundation to a lot of these things. It comes back to who you are as a person yeah, yeah. and being able to form relationships. It's like recruiting, anything it may be, that relationship piece is so big within this program. It is, it's,
0: it's part of that foundation that we talked about before about developing building a foundation for success that has a lot to do with it it's 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 the culture of the people you bring in people that are they're very high quality people that understand the goal of the program and, and, and love coming together and to, to enhance that and do it in a way that's really enjoyable, that you enjoy what you do. You know how they're, they're guys that work hard because it's what they do, not because they have to, and that they're gonna really have a good time with each other doing it is essential, I think, to any company, at least that's how we do things. And and honestly, here at, at Penn State Athletics, preparing our student athletes uh, for a lifetime of impact is, is something that we take very seriously. Uh, we also enjoy doing that, mm-hmm. but it's what, what When good people come together
1: to have that as a goal, great things happen, and yeah, that's what we're built on. And you help put the student-athletes in a position to have that success at the next level. That's the most important thing where people are willing to sacrifice, whether it's time with their family, uh, personal goals set aside. Also, the student-athletes can have the best experience possible here at Penn State. hundred percent, and we get support from
0: that from the top right on down. that's Sandy Barber's uh, number one why, and uh, it fits our program perfectly, and I think every student athlete here at Penn State is very fortunate because of it. For a decade of Penn State hockey. Uh, a decade, holy man. Went 10 quickly. years? Does yeah. it seem like it? No. No, it went very quickly. I mean, there was a lot of great, you know, you think back and when you start running through your mind of all the things,
1: yes, it does seem like that, <laughs> but boy, I just it was fun and it went quickly. When you take a step back and look, and this might be a a really impossible question to answer, compared to your vision maybe when you're talking to Mr. Pagula and Mrs. Mm -hmm. Pagula about the job and Joe Batista back there, everyone involved in that process where does now, where you've gotten to, kind of yeah. compare to that vision that you had? I guess I was going to say surprisingly, but maybe not.
0: Maybe unsurprisingly, it's pretty congruent to what we all thought. I mean, <laughs> you just look back there at the student section, and and that was a big part of what, what this was going to be. It was going to be great hockey that wins championships at the highest level and in in, in arguably the best best league in college hockey and do it in front of great fans that, that have the best atmosphere in college hockey and that's that's really was the goal so unsurprisingly no it's pretty pretty come it's, it's pretty much come true. And I hope this is the last time we see it empty. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're right I mean that's one of the things too why it's so you know exciting not only to do this in person with you but to anticipate that we're going to have other people uh, in person is, is great for this
1: program. Did that ever get normal or feel like did was there ever a sense of okay we're, we're here and we're playing a game last year
0: yeah i gotta tell you it was it, it started to feel normal on the road where it didn't feel any different when we went on the road it sort of it, it you really forgot about it very quickly mm-hmm. um, and it did start to somewhat feel feel normal it never did here it never did i don't think we ever played a game here where it felt normal that there wasn't the atmosphere that we've just grown to love and uh one of the things about playing games at pugula Ice arena is 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 when the game is over and you leave you almost it's it's incredible you almost you like when's the next one like what that was so great yeah. like when can we come back like when are we back and uh so
1: here at pugula no we never quite got used to that it's funny because people ask me what is your favorite moment or what are your favorite times in the arena i think they're always saying expecting me to say well it's going to be the biggest goal or the game-winning yeah. goal and honestly the thing I missed the most was the buzz when you come up yeah, from yeah. maybe doing the pregame interview yeah, yeah. and there's already a thousand people in the building walking around the concourse everyone's yeah. finding their seat that buzz the anticipation before the game last year yeah. you walk in it was empty and yeah. all of a sudden the team comes out on the ice and I thought the level of play was great I thought yeah. that team was energetic. Uh, they did a great job with the environment in the stands, even though there were just cardboard cutouts and friends and family members here. But it wasn't the same not to have that pregame buzz for me. And I miss that the most. Yeah, it's feeling, right? It's yeah. not, it's,
0: it's not, it's not, you can see it, but it's not that you look around and see it. It's, it's just the feeling you get. And I think for us, it's when we would come out uh, prior to the game. Uh, out of the tunnel and and then there's always the student section's always there and then all of a sudden you feel it and it's just a different deal and uh, that is something so fun. I'll never, I will never take that granted for feeling. The one good thing about, or one thing about this past year is, is you, you know, you, you will never take the atmosphere here in Pagool Ice Arena for granted again Mm -hmm. because you just, you miss it so much.
1: I was gonna ask you about last year because look, everyone's so excited to turn the page and move on. But what did mm-hmm. you learn from it that you can apply and take moving forward?
0: Yeah, we talked a little bit about the start when you mm-hmm. talked about the culture and, and we, when it's sort of similar, you talk about never taking for granted the atmosphere at Pagula. Well, we'll never take for granted again the the job that has been done by by our players of the past that have done a great job creating an incredible culture, and then what it means to transfer that over to other classes. That's something that started to happen automatically, and you almost, uh, we didn't as coaches have as much attention on it because mm-hmm. it was, the, the players did such a great job, the leaders did such a great job. So one of the things we learned is that that is, we will never take that for granted again. Uh, it's extremely important. I give the, the leaders and all the players of the past so much credit. For developing that culture uh it's incredibly important for success and it's incredibly important for just enjoying every day um so that's that's one thing we learned back on the road recruiting now again (laughs) yeah yeah what's it been like to get back
1: into the quote-unquote yeah. normal swing of things.
0: Yeah, nice. I mean, you know, we, we always, there's certain things that you hit year after mm-hmm. year that can get a little bit monotonous. This time it wasn't. It was, I probably haven't looked so much forward to certain events <laughs> that you go to uh, that it's nice to be back. And it's really nice just to see the players, to be in a, in, in person, to mm-hmm. see the players competing. It's, it's a nice thing. Uh, we're very fortunate to be a part of this, this industry, this business, and uh, and to
1: get to do it on a day-to-day level and do it in person is it's nice to be back. When you go out and you recruit, you're obviously looking for a fit. But yeah. now, yeah. in today's day and age of players signing after, it could be after their freshman year, after mm-hmm. their junior year, mm-hmm. uh, the transfer portal, mm-hmm. how do you plan? For a roster. because You almost have to expect now that they're not going to stay for four years within a program, correct? Uh, well, correct. I mean, I don't think
0: there's any, I can't tell you this is what you have to do. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that's always evolving, and I don't think anybody has the exact answer, but one of the things that you said will never change is we are looking for the right fit, the right fit for Penn State, uh, the right fit for this culture, and that will never change, but, but there are new factors involved like you said the transfer portal just the 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 landscape of recruiting as Mm -hmm. it is and the ages and everything else and which moving on there's a whole fact a bunch of factors to 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 play with and i don't think anybody can say these or this is the exact way to do it now our staff we understand what we want to do and what we want to accomplish and we're very confident in that it's been very successful and it's been a lot of fun
1: and we're going to stick to it but um there is no there's no guaranteed answer Mm -hmm. to that The question I always get, and I know you've gotten it as well, is, well, when's Penn State going to get the Mm -hmm. first-round draft picks? And I don't know that you necessarily have to have that to have success at the collegiate level. Like, there's a balance there between finding the best player but also finding the right fit for your program. Well, sure, but I think that everybody would want that. I think that's great, and I
0: look forward to the days that that, that's going to happen. I I think – it's a little bit twofold is one is the more successful hockey is in this footprint in pennsylvania and center county region and and our 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 immediate footprint is going to That's going to improve as well. Mm -hmm. Mr. Pagula's vision to start this was not just for Division I hockey. It was to improve hockey in Pennsylvania. And I think as that continues to happen, you're going to get And then when that starts to happen, maybe you'll get them from other areas as well. But we look forward to that. Um, Look, uh, it doesn't happen every year, but we look forward to the future where it will with us.
1: Does name, image, likeness change anything with college and major juniors in that relationship? I, I'm sure it will. Yeah. I, I'm a little
0: naive, and I think I don't. I'm sure anybody is educated on it mm-hmm. enough yet to really answer that question on how it's going to be. I think there are going to be a lot of changes with that relationship, with relationships between uh, players even coming in early, uh, junior players, high school players. I don't think we really yeah. know it yet. Um, I, I'm. I'm curious as to see where it goes and curious to learn more about it, but I think there's a lot of us that are going to be learning a
1: lot of things in a very steep learning curve right now. I think that applies to almost everything. Penn State has a great plan with Statement, which is a great plan for student athletes Mm -hmm. here, but also there's such an immediacy to it that (laughs) you're almost flying by the seat of your pants in some ways. You just want the best for the student athletes again as the priority.
0: That's exactly and and it falls back to Sandy's why. I mean we want to Mm -hmm. prepare our student athletes for a lifetime of impact. This is part of what we're going to do now. Um, and we have to learn more and more about it, and maybe flying the seat of your pants is the best,
1: the best uh, statement I've heard on that so far. <laughs> and I know we're winding down time here with you, coach, uh, on the podcast, and we appreciate everyone tuning in. The last bit of housekeeping to take care sure. of, I think is introducing the Penn State hockey fans out there. They're always curious who's the next? coming in you have a great class incoming five freshmen and also a transfer from colorado college and ben copeland so yeah. first when you were trying to put this class together what were some of the things that you were looking for and i know we have addressed this already a little bit here on the podcast but what were some of the things you were looking for with this group yeah so the staff immediately we'll talk
0: about ben first uh, ben copeland first we had do have another ben <laughs> but um when we talked about the transfer portal we weren't just going to Jump at anything. I think it was going to be if we were going to do it, it was going to be for specific reasons, for specific uh, character, and and something that was going to address our needs. And obviously, you know, a loss of just you look at Arnie Talvedia. You mentioned mm-hmm. Limo, um, uh, you know, Tim Doherty as yep. well. Um, we lost lost speed and skill and and talent up the middle, mm-hmm. um, but we also lost lost a lot of character and and. Ben Copeland's a guy who wore a letter at, at, at Colorado College, played in a great league in the NCHC, but he's got a lot of speed, which is what we do. He's very uh, highly skilled, is what we do. Uh, and we also know that he's a great guy and a, a great person. And so he was an excellent fit. So so that was an easy one. Um, since I mentioned already, we'll start with freshman coming in. Ben Schoen is a guy who, boy, is he is skilled, uh, a really skilled guy. He's. Uh, um, had a lot of success at the USHL level. He's, he's a really good person, a very likable person. Teammates love him. He plays a unique game with his mm-hmm. mind, not just his, his phys- physical skills. So I think he's really going to, to play a, a, the style that we have enjoyed watching here for many years. When I hear you say that, that reminds me of Brandon Biro in some ways. Yeah, he's a little bit different in fact. I think he might even be a little more cerebral than mm-hmm. than Brandon, but his stature and his certainly his his statistical success is very similar. But he's, you know, like Brandon, he's a guy that uh, he can put the puck in the net.
1: He uses his mind as, and his body to do it, and he plays a unique game. So he's fun to watch. The thing that impresses me about Ryan Kerwin, a forward coming in, is that he led his team, Madison, as a rookie in the USHL yeah. in scoring. That's pretty hard to do.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you look at the number of goals he's put up for the last two years in the USHL is extremely impressive. And he's a guy, so people that have been coming to Pagula Ice Arena for a long time are going to remember Casey Bailey, first Mm -hmm. Penn State guy to play in the NHL. Well, he had a bomb. He just had a great shot. And this is, Ryan Kerwin will have absolutely the the best shot, um, at least from a one-timer perspective of, of his release. Uh, since Casey Bailey wow. and he's a guy that, that loves to shoot the puck which fits us perfectly mm-hmm. he's a big guy um, he's a lot of fun to be around uh, but he does have a knack for getting open and and boy can he shoot the puck he's gonna obviously fit in here really well
1: well announcers always love ones with tough pronunciations sure. Daniel Jania yes is what well I was done. told well that's done. correct
0: That sounds fantastic yeah, now well done.
1: he's the same stature of a guy like Sean Doogie who fans correct. used to watch here that's right so what impresses you about him
0: his mind is incredible i mean he's a, now this guy when you talk about brandon byro i think he's got a little bit of brandon byro mm-hmm. on him where the puck just sort of follows him around and he's a dog on the bone to get it and he's he's fun to watch he, he's cerebral he's got skill i mean it's really interesting uh, a lot of fans here loved uh, nikita yeah. who was a six foot eight <laughs> russian well we're, we're we're evening out a little bit but he's fun to, he plays the way we play he's an offensive guy uh he's a good teammate um, he he uses his mind and his body. I think mm-hmm. those those guys are really fun to watch. And and you know it's interesting. You you bring in a guy like Carson Dick. Carson's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is son of a coach, right? Son of a coach. Uh, his dad actually uh, was uh, was on the staff of Team Canada, who just mm-hmm. won the World Championship. But he plays like it. He is. Uh, I'm not. You know. He very clearly. He's. We have high expectations of him on the ice, but also as a culture driver. He's just a, a great student, a great leader. The, the coaches that have, uh, that have coached him in the past could not speak uh, higher about his leadership abilities and him as a person. And uh, we're thrilled to have him. I think it's a great time to bring him in. And, and he's also gonna add, I think in higher level hockey, his habits will really show. I think he's a guy that has been coached very, very well, obviously, and and does the little things in the game that they, your teammates really appreciate very, very well. And then Simon Mack on the back end. At- yeah, I mean, you look at the success that we have, and and uh, from you look at guy goes down the line from Cole Holtz to Vince Pedry to Trevor Hamilton mm-hmm. to on and on and on. We've had a lot of guys that can. That, that can move well, that, that contribute to offense and our team play from the back end. And he's a guy with great feet. Uh, he's also a tremendous leader. I think he won the leadership award for his team in the USHL, even though he's a Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're looking forward to him to adding to our culture, but really adding to what we do on the back end. And I think the, play, the, the fans here that like to see guys that are
1: just very gifted skaters can move extremely well are gonna love watching Simon Mack. Thank- Clayton Phillips can skate like that as well, and he decided exactly. to come back for another. Year. What were yeah. those discussions like? I don't think that's something we talked about either. But yeah. uh, Clayton and then Adam Pillowitz both coming back for another year.
0: Well, we're thrilled with both for 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 different reasons. One, I want to talk about Adam first because mm-hmm. when we discussed, you know, what we lost last year through our COVID protocols and how our culture took a hit, you know, I'm really not sure. There's been some unbelievable culture drivers in this program. Well, well, pillows is is at the very top of that list as well. And, and you talk to players that got to play with him, the, the, how they feel about him as a teammate and what he means to the program is incredible. And he was—I mean—I'm so happy that we get him back for this very important year because we have to readdress our culture a little bit. He is perfect. I mean, he's perfect. He scored some big goals and made some great plays on the ice. But his his value to a program cannot be overstated. It's unbelievable. He's a—he's
1: a very, very special guy. I think his love for Penn State and what Penn State not only means to him but his family comes through too. Absolutely, it sure does. And and to have that in in your program and is invaluable
0: right there. And and you add it with the type of person, student, and. The uh, character that he is, it's just I'm so happy that we get him back for a fifth year. Clayton Phillips is a guy that what, the number one thing about him is, he's young. Like when, when you talk about players coming back, you know, in their fifth year, you think about you know, grizzled, he is young. He's a young guy. Uh, He entered college hockey a year before most people are eligible to do so, and he's obviously extremely talented. Uh, You look at the numbers he puts up, you watch him play, he's a high NHL draft choice. Coming back to play a a year of college hockey for someone so young is great. For us, it's a huge benefit uh, for a couple of reasons. One, we talked about the skating ability and what we want from the back end. Well, he fits that unbelievably well. Mm -hmm. We all know that. He's also a very popular teammate and a great person. Um, So we get both. I'm thrilled that he's coming back. I think it's a great move for someone that's that's
1: still really developing their game, and we're going to really enjoy watching it happen. The only thing we haven't talked about here on the podcast, and a great way to wrap it up, you actually were able to get out golfing this summer, I heard. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. I'm getting there. I was, I was fortunate enough to play. You know,
0: I, my son's been beating me, so it's mm-hmm. really nice that I get staff members come along so I get to feel how it, how it feels to win in golf once in a while. It's really nice. I appreciate nice, that. Nice of you to give John Hanna a shout-out here <laughs> on the podcast. Guy, I
1: appreciate the time to, to catch up. Um, it was great to run through so many things hockey-related Uh, catch up about where the staff is at. We haven't had a chance to do this in person, so I think this was a great way to do it here today. And next time we're in this building, hopefully there's uh, 6,000 people with us. That's going to be awesome. Thanks, Tripper. Guy Gadowski, the head coach of the Penn State hockey team, with us here today on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Once again, if you are listening to the podcast today, please like, review, subscribe, rate our podcast, and make sure you share it with your family and friends. I'm Brian Tripp saying so long. Thanks for listening to this episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.